Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. What's going on, guys? Welcome to ID Podcast, where we interview the world's leading relationship, marriage, dating, and self-help experts. 
If you're single, dating, married, or struggling in a relationship, you're in the right place. We are here to help give you the tools to succeed. On today's show, we welcome Justin Stenstrom, and we go through the 10 signs that you found the right partner and really valuable information, whether you're single or in a relationship. So you can listen to these signs. Justin will go through how you can determine if they are showing in your relationship and then examine your relationship. Or if you're single, these are going to be the things you want to look for when you're seeking out a partner. And some of the examples are, are the arguments you're having productive? If they're not productive, if you're just constantly arguing about silly things and you're not making progress on these issues, you need to ask yourself, is this the right relationship for me? Now, that's just one small example and doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship needs to be over if you're not having productive arguments. But as Justin will mention, all of these signs, there's 10 that he goes through and they don't necessarily all have to be in the relationship. But if you are exhibiting only one of the 10 signs, then you might need to ask yourself if that's the right relationship for you. And maybe it's only three of the signs, but they're super positive in your relationship in those three areas is extremely strong and that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's one of the things we talk about a lot is that relationships are hard. They take work. It's not perfect all the time, but it's that willingness to learn and improve on your relationship that is most important. And we are glad that you join us to learn and take these tools and put them towards your relationship. And at the end of today's episode, we'll be playing you out with the song The Hideaway from the band The Hip Abduction from their self-titled album. As always, we appreciate you guys listening to the show and supporting us that way. You can also support us by subscribing on iTunes, leaving a review, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, in the links in our show notes, you can click on the Amazon link, and what that'll do is that'll give us a small percentage of everything you put in your Amazon cart. And it doesn't come from you. It doesn't add anything. It's a affiliate program with Amazon. So you can click on that link. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash I do podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. Every little bit counts. And we have all sorts of levels on there with cool, I guess, uh, prizes or rewards when you sign up. So Take a look at that, patreon.com forward slash I do podcast. And then lastly, audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. You can go on there, you get a free 30 day trial and a free audiobook download. And all of our guests offer really great recommendations for books to improve your relationship. One of the most commonly recommended books is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. If you haven't checked that out, definitely recommend using that as your free download on audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. Justin, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Justin is a nationally acclaimed life coach, author, entrepreneur, and speaker. He is the founder of EliteManMagazine.com and the host of the Elite Man podcast. 
We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Yeah, my um, journey started about eight, nine years ago. I had a lot of anxiety, depression. I was getting panic attacks in my life. Uh, I had no dating life, no confidence, and pretty much no social life at all. So I I was going through a real tough period, uh, obviously, you know, just... um, personally anyway. So it took me a number of years before I was really able to kind of snap out of this, get myself out of the hole. Uh, But when I did so, after a few years, um, you know, it changed my life when I was able to overcome these things. And I started helping other people who were going through a lot of the same problems that I'd gone through with, you know, dating, with confidence, with some of their fears and uh, even depressed guys. So it kind of put me on this sort of self-help journey that I've been on over the last nine years. And, um, you know, from there, uh, a couple years after that, I launched my first blog, first website, and I'm kind of where I've been at now over the last three, four years with sort of the Elite Man uh, magazine and the podcast that I run. So it's been a long journey, but I love doing what I'm doing now. I love helping other people, and uh, it's it's truly fulfilling when you can help out other people who um, you know just need some help or guidance. Awesome. Well, that's what we're here trying to do too, and I think we're going to have a lot of valuable information for our listeners. Uh, Today's topic, we want to zero in and talk about how someone might know the signs that they found the right partner. Cool. Sounds great, man. So what, let's just dive right in. What would be kind of the primary sign that someone has found the right partner? I know there's there's probably a bunch, but what is one of the main ones that, that you tell people to look out for? Yeah, so the first one I like to tell um, people, couples, or people thinking about you know getting into a relationship with a woman or a man, um, you have little to no arguments. Like, there's always going to be bickering. There's always going to be you know little arguments about what to eat or you know what channel to put it on, what movie to watch. There's always going to be that stuff, and that's perfectly normal. As I'm, I'm sure you guys kind of uh, can understand or relate to. And even my, me and my girlfriend, my girlfriend and I, we have these these little like sort of playful like fights all the time. And it's just like, um, you know, nonsensical things that we can kind of laugh about and, and sort of tease about, you know, while it's happening. But I'm talking about real fights, like, you know, dirty, nasty name calling, um, you know, sinking down low fights. Like you have little to no fights like these, or when you do have them, um, they're very sort of spaced out and, uh, you know, in between each other. So that's step number one. Yeah, and I think it's important. We've talked about this before, but it, it's one thing to fight over uh, whether you're watching Netflix or not that night. But if you're degrading your partner using, like you mentioned, you know, basically bad language and and disrespecting them, if there's not a level of respect there in in your arguments, then that's something um, you want to address and and not going to be healthy for a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Like those are the kind of fights where if you're fighting all the time, if you're arguing about everything and it just turns into like it escalates and turns into a big fight, then you got to really kind of sit back and and wonder if it's the relationship you want to be in. Um, Like I mentioned, these little things happen all the time, little bickering things all the time. That's totally natural. And I think um, just kind of comes along with the the territory of being with someone all the time. Um, 
But you got to really think if, if you're having major arguments, serious fights, is that something you want to continue to do? Is that healthy? And um, a lot of the time it's not. So that's step number one. Number two is sort of an offshoot. The next thing you want to look for is um, an offshoot of this, which is are your arguments productive? So when you do have those arguments, when you do have those sort of um, drawn out, longer, more serious fights, um, are those actually leading to something beneficial? Like, do you guys, are you guys better off at the end of something major like that um, than, than you were before? Like, is that productive or is it more of just like fighting to fight, you know, building something up, you've been holding it inside and you want to just kind of unleash it um, to be nasty or cruel to your partner? Is it something like that or is it more like something that's been long overdue where you guys have to just sit down and figure something out, talk about it, and then you can get over it? Like, you're more productive at the end of that fight. That's number two. Absolutely. And it's always, it's something to consider too, the topic that you're talking about. If you're always yelling at each other or getting into an argument about, about the same topic and whether or not it's very important to you, like based on your values or something, for example, uh, that's something to always consider as well. If it's, maybe it's not even a big argument, but it's something that always resurfaces itself. Uh, it's something that you should evaluate and say whether or not this is something that you want uh, in your relationship as an ongoing relationship. Yeah, and I think a lot of couples sort of miss out on that. Like they think or they've been in sort of past relationships where this has occurred and they kind of think it's normal to always fight or they think it's, you know, okay to to constantly be in, in, in conflict with your partner. But um, if you're really thinking about settling down with someone or if you're thinking about being with this person long term, I think you have to kind of understand that those things aren't healthy for a long-term relationship. Always fighting all the time, always having these serious, nasty sort of name-calling fights. Um, it's just in the long run going to build up resentment towards one another. And overall, it's just sort of a recipe for disaster. So if you can figure things out, if you can kind of intervene and, and cut those out uh, and stop those things from happening all the time, then you can save that relationship. But if you can't or you think that there's really no hope in doing that, then it's probably – um, you know, time to, to really consider if you, if you continue to be in that relationship or not. Exactly. And, and I just want to tell our listeners, if you are having, you know, a lot of tiny fights, like you kind of mentioned, it's okay, but also you want to address there may be an underlying issue, or even if they're bigger fights that, you know, we find this in, in relationships that you're fighting over things, but it's not really about that thing. You know, there's there's some unexpressed emotion underneath that that is behind the fight over the remote control or, you know, whatever it is where you're going out to dinner. So definitely important to, to understand and recognize that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. It's it's really about communicating sort of those underlying feelings that you have or those um, uh, sort of unresolved um problems or issues however minor you may think they are at first it's really important to kind of express those to get those out in the open um the, so the next thing i like to talk about is the this sort of step number three and there's about 10 steps uh i, I usually mention so if you uh just to kind of give you a reference to how many we have there's about 10 but the third one is you trust each other completely like this if you have this in your relationship this is an incredible sign of of being in a healthy relationship being in, in the right relationship, the kind of the kind of one you want to be in. So wherever you go, no matter if your partner goes on, say, a vacation or if they're out with friends for the weekend or just for the night, you know, a girl's night or a guy's night, 
Um, you're not the type of person who's constantly worried about them doing something um, that's going to disrespect you or you know cheating on you or um, talking to the op- you know another guy or another uh, woman when you, if you're out um, or just doing something inappropriate that you know would cross the line. Like you 100% trust that person to do whatever. Uh, to whatever whatever it is wh- when they're not in your sight, like you don't have to go through their phone, you don't have to, um, you know, constantly spy on them or look over their shoulder, but you trust them completely because you know at the end of the day they love you and you only, and they're who you who they want to be with, and the same thing goes that they're who you want to be with. So it's a hundred percent trust both ways, and you feel hundred percent comfortable um, trusting that person and being trusted by that person. I love that that's one of your examples because um, we had another expert on and they mentioned when was the last time that Chase and I didn't trust each other and we looked at each other and we never like we never were in that situation where we didn't trust each other or question each other about where they were or who they were talking to. So it's just, you know, it, it goes right to what you're saying that if you trust somebody entirely, then that is what can make a great relationship. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you guys are are very fortunate in that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think a, I, I think a lot of couples, um, and even you know myself in the past, have gone through different stages where the trust has kind of been a little broken. Either you know either way, um, you know maybe you did something initially where the kind of rules weren't set, the boundaries weren't set. Um, but going forward, if you can make the boundaries clear of what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, you know what's respectful, what's disrespectful. Um, and then sort of, sort of stick to those boundaries or, or set those boundaries as soon as possible, um, then I think the trust has a lot less chance of being broken. Like sometimes, you know, things are unclear at first, like when people are just start, starting to get together, you know, if they're even in a relationship. Um, and that's kind of how trust can, can be broken initially because things aren't necessarily set in place. But if you can kind of set those things in place, and um, I think the trust is easier to, to, to go from uh, when people both know what sort of the rules are from there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the next thing is uh, you feel good about your future together. So you think people think all the time about, um, you know, where they're going in their life, what they're going to be doing in five years, 10 years, even 20, 30 years uh, with their kid, you know, if they're going to have kids or not, uh, you know, where they're going to live, all these things. So when you think about these things, do you think, of that person being there with you and do you also feel good about it are you happy about where the, where your future is going to be with that person do you see that person in your life do you see that person in your future um, are you content with just that person for the rest of your life and if the answer is yes to those questions then you're probably with the right person you're probably in a healthy relationship because you can see yourself with that person and you can see yourself happy when you project yourself into the future mm, that's awesome um, so the next thing, step number, uh, five, I believe is you have no regrets about being with your partner, um, and, and sort of no desires for the opposite sex. If you're obviously attracted to the opposite sex here. Um, so you, when you go out, you know, guys have, especially guys, I think, um, to sort of stigmatize us, uh, we have sort of this innate, I think, desire to, to be with, or, or to, to be to notice sort of attractive women. So we go out, 
you know, that's never going to go away. Like we're always going to, and even women, I mean, I'm picking on guys here, but even women do this. Like we, we see an attractive person. We immediately know, you know, that person's attractive or that's a good looking person, um, et cetera. Or even like personality wise, like that guy has a great personality. Like that's an attractive personality or, or that woman, that woman's very confident. I like that personality. Like those are things you're always going to have inside you. We're human beings. It's natural. We're wired that way. Um, but what I'm talking about here is, you still have those things, but you have like zero desire to actually ever act on those things. Like you have no desire at all to ever be with that person or, um, you know, ever cheat on your partner for that person or, or do anything in any way that's going to disrespect your partner to be with that person or, or do something with that person anyway. So we're always going to have those sort of innate, um, reactions or emotions when we see different people, um, you know, walking by or if we go out. But what I'm talking about here is you have absolutely zero regrets um, with being who you're with and you have zero desire to want to be with somebody else. Yeah. And we've, we've had a few listeners actually ask about, you know, the situation where they, they notice other, it was, it was men in particular noticing other women and how they feel like that might be wrong or not good for the relationship. So it's important. Like you said, it, I think it is, there's nothing wrong. Like we have eyes. We're going to notice a, a, pretty woman or or if a, a female is going to notice a, a good looking guy there's nothing wrong with that i think if you're in a healthy relationship and you have respect for your partner you're going to not like ogle over the person you know like the classic like pull your sunglasses down and check them out but <laughs> uh, you know you're going to but there's nothing wrong with and then even being open about it and it's funny cuz we had we had a listener write in kind of about the same topic and i said to sarah i was like We've never really talked about it, but I was like, if I see girls, I, I'm not checking them out, but I, I definitely notice, and I just kind of talked to her about it and let her know that this is the way I feel and that I don't want her to feel like uh, uncomfortable or anything, and it was it was like a non-issue. She's like, yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine, um, but obviously, like I said, it's not it's not a disrespectful way, and then we could even comment on it to each other, you know, that it's out in the open. Yeah. And, and that's a, something I kind of had to deal with, uh, personally with my own girlfriend. Um, at first, like we both, and, and we started to kind of, um, like I mentioned earlier with those boundaries that weren't really a hundred percent, you know, um, we, we started like, we weren't really dating, but we were together for a while. So it kind of got a little blurred right there. And, and that caused some, some trust problems initially, but then we were able to get over that and, you know, it took some time but we trust each other a hundred percent, and um, you know this is something we kind of did at first too. Like we'd we'd see somebody at the store um, say, "Oh, that that that's you know that woman's pretty or whatever," or she'd even say it, and I would say it, and you know be like, "Yeah, that woman's pretty," or she'd say something like, "Oh, that guy's really attractive. He's handsome." And you know, at first, like for couples, I think newer couples, it might bother you a little bit. Like it's like, "Oh, why is he checking that? Why is she why is she checking that guy out? Like I'm the only one that's supposed to be handsome here. You know, why is she saying that other guy's handsome?" Or I'd say something like, "Oh, that girl's pretty, or she's hot." attractive whatever she'd kind of I look over and see her getting a little upset um at first that's something that's going to like bother a newer couple or someone that's just getting together um but as time goes by as you sort of build that trust up as we mentioned earlier um you're going to know that it's it, like you just said a minute ago chase it's it's 100 percent natural like you do it um everybody does it women do it guys do it 
it's just something like natural. We notice beauty. We know we notice sort of attractive qualities, um, whether physically or uh, you know socially. We notice those things and we pick up on them. But it's just a matter of, of staying respectful and 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 trusting your partner 100% that they're not going to ever act on that. And they they know that you're still the most attractive person in their life, and you're still the one they want at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, so the next thing is having great communication. You guys have great communication. It's the perfect sign, the perfect recipe for a healthy relationship. Um, we mentioned earlier having these fights, having these little bickering things. That's that's fine. Um, but I think the major fights, like those big blown out fights, start from having bad communication, like holding things in, being resentful. Um, you know, just what we talked about a minute ago, something like, you, you, you know, you're looking at a, a woman walking by or she's looking at a man walking by. And instead of, you know, just commenting on that now, sort of getting it over with, one of you two will hold it in and then bring it up a few weeks later or months later and and you know that causes a major fight you know why were you checking out that guy at the store why were you checking out that girl at the store um you know i saw the way you looked at her um you know it builds resentment over time because you guys don't have great communication it's it's so important to get everything out in the open get it up get it out um talk things through you know it might be a little fight at first but i think like i mentioned earlier if you have these fights where they're productive you know, you kind of set the boundaries or you set, you know, talk about something, for instance, like this, where it's like, yeah, we're, we're kind of both human. We understand these things, you know, don't ogle over that person. Um, but I, I understand that, you know, you, you, you notice that they're an attractive person. You know, you get that out, you communicate with your partner, really kind of set um, the guidelines of what's okay and, and what's, you know, good going forward. Um, then I think you guys can communicate on things. I think overall, the, the relationship is going to be a lot healthier going forward. Yeah, we always say communication is key. So it's so, so important to talk with your partner and set those boundaries so that you set yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. Uh, so, so step number seven is you think in terms of we and not I. So when you're, when you're in a relationship, it immediately, the dynamics of your life change from what's best for you to what's best for us. And I think a lot of people... Um, have a hard time at first dealing with this because they, I mean, they've known nothing in their lives aside from before that point, aside from, you know, what's best for me, you know, what's in it for me, what's going to, what's the future look like for me? Um, you know, what do I want to do? What's great for me? Or, you know, what's fun for me? All this I stuff, me, I, um, but as soon as you get into a relationship, it then trans transfers over to, uh, we. What's good for us? What's good for we? What do we want to do? What's our future look like? And when you start to th- think in terms of that, you can uh, a lot of the time figure out you know what your partner wants and what's best for you. And then y- you guys are both happy going forward instead of just one of you being happy or you thinking just in terms of you or I, and then you're the only one happy and then your partner's missing out or your partner knows that you're not really con- considering what they want. So it's really important that you start to sort of switch your mindset over into thinking in terms of we. What would you say to our listeners who may be feeling like they haven't had that we conversation with their partner, but maybe they feel that they see their their partner in the future, but you know they haven't had that conversation? How would you go about recommending they bring that up? Um, it's kind of a, uh, you know, feel thing. Each relationship is going to be different. Um, and, and especially like a lot of the guys I work with, 
uh, it, it's sort of a tough topic to to cover because you don't want to come across you know too early and and act like you know you, you come across like you're the guy who who needs a girl uh, a girlfriend and you want to jump into a relationship right away. Um, but if you start to see signs of some of the things we're talking about, like you guys are hanging out for a bit, you know, maybe a month or a couple of months, and um, you know she brings up things like you know. She, she, she'll she drop hints here there for instance like and i'm talking like guy to to woman here just because you know this is kind of what i know best uh, but she'll drop hints from time to time like you know maybe she'll invite you to meet her friends uh or maybe she'll invite you to her dinner you know to meet her family um she started to get more sort of intimate with with some of the things she does or says to you and she'll drop little hints here or there it, it means that she's ready to take that next step with you. When she starts to introduce you to her friends, her family, when she talks, starts to talk about potentially doing things with you in the future, like those are all huge signs that she's ready to, to hop into a relationship with you, that, that the time has come to sort of ask her out and take that next big step. And the same thing obviously can be applied to, to women too. If guys start to do these things, like guys will drop hints. But for the most part, I feel like it's the woman who will drop these hints and it's really up to the guy to, to sort of be aware of, of that and, and, and be ready to kind of take that next step when it's there. Yeah, absolutely. You meet the parents and, and if, as long as they approve, you, you should be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so do you want me to jump into the next one? Absolutely. All right. So the, the next step, number eight, is you completely respect your partner in every way. Like you don't have to agree with everything they say or everything they do. Uh, you don't have to, you know, uh, uh, um, think, you know, you have to do everything that they do or like everything that they like or uh, be a fan of, of all their fans and, you know, all their desires. But the thing is here, you have to respect it. Like you have to respect who they are as an individual, the fact that they're unique, the fact that they have different likes, different desires in you. Um, you know, those are all things you have to agree with. I like to sort of mention uh, my, my parents. My, my parents are separated. They both have... Um, they both have different partners now. They, they're in different relationships now. Uh, my father actually is a hardcore uh, Republican, like stone cold conservative, but his girlfriend is like a stone cold hardcore Democrat liberal. Wow. And it's so That's funny. Sad. Like they get, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like we're you know we're at the dinner table and you know they'll get into a little sort of political debate about something, and you know it'll last whatever twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, you know, kind of a little bit of a heated debate. You know they'll mention their sides, their points, and stuff. But at the end of every single debate, they always sort of agree to 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 respect each other. And, you know, that's their side and that's their side. And at the end of the day, they love each other. So they'll have disagreements. You know, they're totally polar opposites when it comes to this. Um, and, and I think that's just a great example of how you can still make it work. Like even if you're totally opposite and something is, you know, important as like your political views, um, the fact that they still respect each other and they can listen to each other. And, you know, they may not agree on this at all, but they still uh, respect what, you know, each each person's opinion and each person's sort of point of view uh, they're able to get over that. And I think it's great if you can do that with, say, politics or maybe religion or anything else. You can do it with anything. Um, and it's important to always have that respect. Even if you don't agree with your partner 100%, respect where they're coming from, respect their feelings and, and sort of their beliefs. Yeah, having that respect is important. And, you know, it's interesting. I used to think that I wanted a girlfriend and a wife that was into the same things that I do. You know, I, I'm a surfer, so I, I surf and I used to think I wanted a girlfriend that surfed. And talking about people having different backgrounds, it's actually, 
you know, you would get bored if if you were just like your partner mm-hmm. with everything. And the the old adage that opposites attract is true because it kind of keeps things interesting. And like your example with your dad, it's like okay, he could have a partner that disagrees with everything he says, and and that might be nice. But the fact that his partner disagrees with him politically. It's going to open him up to new discussions and new ideas that he otherwise wouldn't have had. So it's kind of um, interesting that from my personal experience and then you mentioning your dad's and I'm sure our, our listeners that it's not the worst thing if you guys disagree. But like you said, at the end of the day, there's got to be that respect. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you think you make a great point, like opposites do attract. I believe that. And, uh, you know, you know what they also do? I think they also kind of spice things up. Like you mentioned, it'd be one thing if, you know, my dad and and his girlfriend were both stone cold, you know, conservatives or, or both incredibly liberal, um, Democrats and you know, they they both just always agreed or he had like sort of a yes girlfriend or he was, or he was a yes boyfriend and they always agreed about the same thing. It kind of, you know, it would get a little old or boring, you know, I, I honestly think. And the, the fact that you mentioned that too, like the fact that they have, um, different sort of views on things just opens them up to different ideas, experiences. They don't, they're not hundred percent locked out from sort of the other perspective. They always have that fresh new perspective. And, uh, I think it, I think it does keep things interested in the fact that they can, uh, maintain that respect is actually beneficial overall. Exactly. All right. So, so step number nine is you can't wait to see them when you're away. So if you've ever had that time where, um, you've been away for your partner for a couple of days or a few days, or maybe a couple of weeks, um, maybe even months, you know, in some cases, uh, you've, you miss that part, you miss your partner. You can't wait to see them. You're excited to see them. Uh, if you're the type of person or type of man, type of woman who, when your partner goes to say work, or when they go on a trip for a few days and you're like, yeah, this is great. I, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy that, that they're out of my life. You know, maybe you feel like that for a couple of minutes or maybe a couple hours. But if you're like really relieved and pumped that like that person's out of your life, then you should probably consider, you know, if you're with, if you're with the right person or not. Uh, it's okay to be, you know, like I said, a little happy, you know, get some time away, a little break. But when you have that break, if, if you really do miss your partner um, you know, you, you want to, you can't wait to see them. You, you miss them. You, you love them and you just can't wait to, to be with them again. Then you're with the right partner. You're in a healthy relationship. You're happy to be with that partner. Um, and, and it's the right one. If that's the case for you, then, you know, congratulations. You, you found the right person. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think that's a huge one. If you don't miss your partner, maybe there's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you, you kind of always, or I think of always like sort of the Al Bundy uh, married with children. Like he's always kind of like, you know, making fun or picking on Peggy, uh, his wife, and, you know, kind of making all these faces like he has to be around her all the time or she wants like sex. And it's like a big sort of project. It's, you know, it's big work for him to, to have sex with her. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, as much as he hated to admit it, he missed Peggy. Like he missed his wife. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted he wanted to be around her. Um, and you know, as much as he liked to pick on her and kind of tease her, uh, he actually did love her. I think. And you know, I, I like to kind of relate that to all couples. Like you might pick on your on your spouse a bit. You might pick on your partner or tease them a bit, and you know, say, "Oh, I need a break from you." And you know, maybe it's good to have a little break for a couple hours or whatever it is. Um, but at the end of the day, you miss your partner. You can't wait to be with them. And you're happy with that person. I think that's a huge sign you're in the right relationship. I love the Al Bundy married with children reference. Don't <laughs> be like Al 
missing your partner, don't be like Al, pretty much everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al Bundy, one of the classic sort of uh, I- iconic TV characters. Yeah. Great show, and but you're you're 100% right. Like <laughs> Al had a Al had a uh, a good sort of uh a life, but I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of a lot of listeners out there, especially the guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the final thing, step number ten, uh, is is you truly love that person, like you love everything about them. Like you don't again gr- agree with them. You, you may not agree with everything about them. You may not lo- like like everything they do. You know, some things annoy you, but even the things that annoy you. Um, you, you figure out like those are the idiosyncrasies that you end up loving about them. Like the things like the little things like um, that, you don't. maybe they snore or, you know, maybe they watch this show that you, you know, hate, like you can't stand this show that, you know, it's so, um, you know, just lame and you, you hate everything about the show. But, you know, these little things that your partner does that initially annoy you or, you know, irritate you, um, things that you don't like, you, you at the end of the day, you, you embrace those things and you accept that partner you accept those things as the idiosyncrasies that make your partner who they are and at the end of the day you love everything about your partner you love who they are you love them as an individual and you can't see yourself with anybody else like that's who your partner is and you 100 percent truly love that partner if you do that that's the biggest sign of all these steps that you're with the right person and you're in a healthy relationship yeah, well, I, I love this list. I think it's going to be really valuable. If you're in a relationship, definitely go through these and, and consider them. But even if you're not, now when you go and you're getting into a relationship, you have these tools, this knowledge to be like, okay, you know, this is something that uh, that might I'm on the right path or maybe not, and then you can get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is kind of just a reference point for people in a relationship. Definitely think about these things. Like there's 10 steps, go through them, consider themselves, consider these steps in, in your own relationship. Um, but if you're not in a relationship, you're thinking about getting in one, like these are the things to look out for. These are the things, I mean, there's other things as well too, that I didn't mention. Um, but these are the, like the big ones of, you know, is this the right person? Is this the one I want to be with? Is this potentially, you know, my future wife or my future uh, long-term partner or spouse. Like these are the things to really ask yourself before you kind of take that next step. Or if you're in that step already, consider if, if it is the right step and if it's, if it is the right relationship you want to be in going forward. All right, Justin, now it's time for the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. All right. Sounds great. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Tell your partner you love them. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationships? Um, I can't think of any specific tool for relationships, but a, a book I always recommend is The Power of Now. It's just an overall great book for, for well-being, mindfulness, uh, living in the present moment, and I think if if either spouse or either partner um, checks the book out or you know the audio book uh, by Eckhart Tolle, it's it's just going to help them overall kind of being okay with living in the present moment, and then of course spending your time with another person. Great. Well, we'll be sure to add that book on our on your show notes page on idopodcast dot com, and listeners can also get a free download and thirty day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcasts. And I am 100, well, 99% sure they do have that book on there because I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I think they do actually, you're right. We've been married for almost two years now. Is there any advice you would give newlyweds? 
Um, congrats, guys. That that's phenomenal. I didn't, I didn't know it was two years now. I know you just came back out with the podcast, but that's that's great. Thank you. Um, as far as new advice, I mean, I would just say communicate. Tell you guys each other that you love each other every day. Communicate and um, yeah, that's it. I think you guys are doing great. You sound like you're uh, in a happy, loving relationship. So just keep it up. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? I would just say listen to some of the the signs we we mentioned earlier, some of the steps we went through, and um, you know really figure out if you know d- don't jump into a relationship just to say you're in a relationship or just to be in a relationship. Be okay with yourself first, like be a hundred percent okay with being alone and being by yourself. And then when you're okay with that, think about some of these steps that we went over today. Think about the partner that you want, um, the relationship that you want, the the goals of of what you want going forward, whether you want marriage or you know, just long-term commitment, whatever it is, just figure it all out beforehand and be with the, be okay with yourself beforehand. And then you can start looking for that partner after that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for giving us all this great knowledge. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. All right. Thanks so much, Sarah and Chase. I really appreciate it. Um, so if you guys are listening and you want to check out my new podcast, I'm not sure when, the, when this is being released, but the new show I'm coming out with is going to be December 5th on iTunes. Check it out. It's called the Justin Stenstrom show. So J U S T I N S T E N S T R O M. And we have great, you know, just world-class guests on there, uh, relationship experts, dating experts, health, fitness, et cetera. Just, you know, some of the best people in the world in the self-help industry, um, just providing their best sort of uh, advice for you and, um, you know, teaching you some of the stuff we talked about today. So check it out if you get a chance. It's the Justin Stenstrom Show, and it'll be out December 5th. So subscribe to the show if you can. Our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab, and you'll be in the archives. And again, Justin, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Sarah, and thank you, Chase. I really appreciate it, guys. Hi, Sarah here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon, Amazon, or audible.com. All the links are on the bottom of our show notes page on idopodcast.com and in the description for this episode. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. Thanks.
trick and demise. Fire burn them with one device. You just put together, no man can divide. Yo, let them know love stronger than it. We can only move mountain with faith. No matter how we dispute and debate, yeah, the impress me, I go love and me now go forsake. So I love them stronger with every passing day. You make me a happy man, we got more room to play. Make me run like the fire pass me the astral. Oh, the vibes nice, come make we lock away. Yeah. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com.